The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go, doing the part with Roz. We got the sports on deck for our audience. Whether it's big news, hot topics, updates, straight facts, storytelling, breakdowns, a special guest. VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out. The VC Show, let's go. Welcome to the VC Show presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. I'm Vince Carter. You know who's with me, Roz Godon. What hey, what's up, Roz? How's Roz? How's everything? Everything is great, VC. What's going on, Vince? This is a big show today. This is a big show. Yeah, man. You know, every now and then we do it. We do it big. We bring in special guests. We, you know, we say we try to do it big and bring the best of the best. So I'm going to introduce my guy. You know him from. Hmm. Let's see. Where should we start? Hmm. Bad Boys, maybe. Big Mama's House. Black Knights is one of my favorites. And of course, the Martin Show. None other than the icon, the legend, the, the guy who's paved the way for so many people, Mr. Martin Lawrence. Martin, thank you so much for joining the show today. You deserve a huge round of applause. I hope everyone who's listening is standing up right now and giving you your flowers because you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank, thank you guys for having me, Vince and Roz. I appreciate it. I'm so happy to be on. Yeah, man. This is so cool having you on. Like, so I just need the backstory because it's very easy to book. I say this often. Vince is has is a superstar, future Hall of Famer talent, but he's an even better person. And when we try to book for the show, we get a lot of warm. Oh, Vince, yeah. But Martin, it's so cool mm. to see you on the show. I mean, you've transcended all genres, you know. So I'm just curious. How does the connection between you and Vince come together? Where's the relationship start? Well, we we I, I met Vince a long time ago at an All Star game, and uh, you know he was just real cool. And uh, and I, then I met him at a, when he was playing with uh, Atlanta, and because uh, you know Vince has been on every team. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and so I met him a couple of times, and each time he was the same person. He was just real cool and just round down to earth. And so then recently, uh, most recently, I I got to meet him in Abu Dhabi and uh, meet up and uh, with him again. And uh, you know, and then we just hit it off. You know, it just it's just like oh, seeing each other again, like old times. And Roz, the cool thing about it, like that was, you know, he said we met up in Abu Dhabi. It was like for for us, it was a, you know, it was not a random night, but it was just it was legendary night. You know, obviously people who's done great things in their professions, having a good time with some, you know, some very powerful but great people, and it turned out to be a pretty cool night. Like mm-hmm. we ended up in the guy's gym mm-hmm. shooting shots. I'm talking about like I'm talking about like getting it in shooting shots for like two three hours. Which turned into a two on two, like <laughs> yeah. What were the teams? Yeah, but, and but, Martin but, but you, but but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play. I I watched, you know. I, he wouldn't I, play. I, I, I didn't play. I watched Vince. Vince was killing him. He was killing him. So so so, was, uh, so when I see, me and Isaiah Thomas. So when I saw that, I thought Vince was trying to make a comeback. <laughs> Martin, did, uh, yeah. up, did you did you play ball at all or anything for fun? Yeah, I love ball. You know, uh, around the time uh, Jordan, you know, uh, uh, first uh, came out, uh, that's when I started really getting interested in basketball. 
And so, you know, when I started making a little money, I, I bought my own basketball courts. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, so I like to play every now and then. What's the coolest part of your basketball court? Do you got your initials at half court or something? Well, the coolest part is, I think, are the the ball players I have on the wall. You know, it's only it's only a few, but um, they're they're on the wall for specific reasons. Absolutely. Have any hoopers come by and played? Vince, we gotta get you there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My my buddy, my buddy, my good yeah. friend Charles Smith. Oh, okay. He's been by there. Yeah, yeah. So one yeah. question we like to ask guests that come on, and Vince, I'm going to get you on this too, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Vince. But we have a lot of GOAT conversations. You mentioned Michael Jordan. You know, who who is your favorite player all, of all time, and is that also your greatest player of all time? It w- That would be Michael Jordan. <laughs> that w- both and both. That would be both, both, and, both and both. That would be Michael Jordan. Michael Michael Jordan reigns supreme with me. You know, when we have GOAT conversations... Yeah, I, I grew up a Dr. J fan. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, GOAT conversations, you know, when we talk about top comedians of all time and impact made, you're in the conversation. And, you know, what is your preparation like? We've talked with a number of basketball players about their game days and their preparation. What's it like to come on stage and to come to a show and execute being funny? <laughs> Oh well, it's it's a process, you know. But uh, you got to get a lot of rest, and you got to be in shape, you know, because you know you you're moving around a lot on stage and and everything, and you're you're uh, you're you're talking and speaking a lot, and so you can get winded a lot. So you have to be on stage. So the day of the show, you know, you kind of just want to rest and. Uh, you know, get ready for the show, maybe listen to some music, get a bite to eat, and then lay down and then get, get uh, wake up and uh, take a shower and then get ready for the show. Okay, well, so I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to see if this kind of relates to us. So, you know, there's players, you know, let's just like Anthony Davis or somebody like, you know, since you're out in L.A., but like Anthony Davis who's missed games, and then he's come back to play, and he has to kind of get back in shape and back in rhythm. Is it is it kind of the same for you? Yeah. It's like, you know, is it the same? Like as far as like, I got to get my rhythm back first, and then once you get going, get you. You know, is it kind of the same? Most definitely. You can't you can't just come back, you know, to comedy and think that you know just because you're a funny person that uh, you could just jump right in. You have to come back and you have to get reps in. You have to you have to start with maybe three minutes, you know, and right. see if the audience likes what you're saying. Then maybe you go to five minutes next week. Then that the next week you may go to ten minutes. Then then the next week you may go to twenty minutes. You know, before you know it, you're at an hour. You have an hour set, you know. And so that's how you you, you work you work out getting your material. But it's most definitely something you can't take for granted. And you really have to work on. Okay, I want to follow that up with this. What is I? I don't know if the if the the question should be too long, but you know, you do your specials that tend to be what an hour long, ninety long, ninety minutes. 
Um, yeah, so when is it you feel like, when it is that double overtime? Is that like oh. at, at two hours, you're like, bro, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm that, slowly running out yeah, of gas? <laughs> two, yeah, yeah, at two hours, you that <laughs> to give it by a person two hours show that's a that that's a lot you, you give and, it, I, yeah. and i and yeah, i and i've done that before i've done that before and my brother told me the buck you giving them too much that's way too much you got to give give them just enough give them just <laughs> enough but see that's the thing with with you man there's a lot of comedians though like that you won't lose the interest of people if you go on for two two and a half hours they they still they still lock in. It's like you know, there's some people like all right. After a while, it's like they run out of material. Like okay, there's no that's right, you know right, what I'm so, right. Yeah. Did you ever have a moment where the joke doesn't hit or it didn't go through as you wanted? And how do you handle that? Well, I, I sure have had that moment, and uh, you know, um, fortunately, I try not to have too many of them, and. Uh, you know, and uh, when I first had it, it was the first time I ever went on stage, and uh, and uh, this this lady was sitting in front, and she looked at me and was like, "Oh God, not another JJ," you know, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know how to react," and I was just yelling into the mic, and what you say, lady, and I was just all <laughs> I was just all off balance, and so so how 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 I fit. How I fixed it was I just uh I just came back. Uh I didn't perform for a while. I just would come back to uh, uh a professional show that they had on the weekend and I would study the other comics. Oh, see so you're a student of the game. Um and most definitely, most definitely. Right. So who did you study? Like who were some of the greats that you took inspiration from as comedians? Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. Okay, cool. Now, I believe there's like a, what was it about those comedians that stood out to you? Well, their truth, uh, not to mention the fact that they were hilarious. They're funny. They're funny. Um, their honesty, um, their charisma, their swag, all of that. I, I got to follow up to that because you said their truth and, and like, you know, their authenticity. I feel like we're constantly seeing a conversation that comedy is under attack. And, you know, you see a Dave Chappelle go on stage and then Twitter is on fire, you know, about uh, what he said or if he hurt the feelings of a certain group. What are your takes on being politically correct, the cancel culture of today, and also being a funny comedian. I think you can't worry about the cancel culture and all that. I think if you're a comedian at heart and you believe in what you're saying, your mission is to make people laugh. Your mission is to make people laugh. And so, you know, um, um, if 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 it we're dealing with a sensitive world, you know that that uh, can't understand jokes that are that they're just jokes then they're the ones that, that are going to have to adjust. But I don't think the comedians should make an adjustment. I think they should stand on what they believe in and do exactly what they feel, and no matter what the consequences are. Dig that. Dig that. You know, going, thinking back to, you know, your time, you know, were there anything or anybody that you wanted to work with, you know, particularly those 
comedians that are, you know, your favorite, you know, doing, you know, a tour together or, um, you know, working on, 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 on a movie or one of your shows that you didn't get the opportunity to work with that you still want to or wish you had the opportunity to do so? No, not really. It was Richard Pryor. And uh, and so I got an opportunity to have him on the Martin show. And yeah, uh, yeah, and then mostly I wanted to work with Eddie Murphy. That was a big dream to me because I wanted to be like Eddie, you know. And so when, when, when I got the opportunity to work with him and for the first time in Boomerang, you know, I was starstruck. I was starstruck. I was like, oh, my God. You know, because cause I, I, I remember going to see Eddie Murphy uh, by myself. I, I drove from Maryland to Richmond, Virginia uh, to see him at the uh, Richmond Coliseum. And uh, I, I was up in the bleachers watching him. And uh, I went with my, my oldest brother and his wife, and we were watching this show. And he had the weather girls open up for him. And when he came out, the first, first joke was, uh, let's give it up for the weather girls. Boy, they could f*** the stage, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, because they, they were big girls, you know. They were big girls. And so, and so the show was hilarious from then on in, you know, then on out, then on out. And um, I just said to myself, I just left it at that point. I drove all the way back home two hours. And all I said to myself is, I got work to do. I got work to do. I got work to do. And then, and then, so you can imagine when Eddie called me and Reggie Hudlin and him called me for Boomerang, how I felt mm-hmm. to be working with my brother, Eddie Murphy. So what was Eddie like? What was he like? So. As a person. Oh, he's the, oh, he's the best. <laughs> and he, and he, he's one, he, he's one of the coolest people you would ever meet. You know his his he got swag. Eddie just got swag, and and he uh he he uh he marches to the tune of his own beat. Yeah. And uh, he he does it, and he does it right. So with that being said, how was it? You know, one of my favorite movies that I'm, I'm I hate that I didn't mention it in in the open, but in the beginning with Life, you guys filming Life. And, and you know, that is my all time favorite movie. It's like I'm a basketball, I played ball growing up. I'm very typical. It's like love and basketball and life. Boom. Maybe the color purple. Like, like <laughs> I've watched life 40, 50 times. Like, it's my travel on a plane. I only have one thing downloaded on my phone, I think. It's right. just so, and every time. I find something new to laugh about. So Vince, okay, I already, I just, Vince, you go, but then I'm, I'm gonna tap in on this one. <laughs> that's like no, that's like I, I just, I, I mean, right? I was just like, like you talked about the two of them. That's like Kobe right, and Shaq exactly. right there, the two of them in that movie. That was crazy. <laughs> right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, what was it? What you know, the dynamic? Like, how do you guys like follow? And I know, so some of the some of the shots, you know, um, like. You know the whites only pies. You know, for example, how many times did like you have to shoot some of those those shots without people like not messing up the scene? <laughs> or you know, for you laughing at Eddie, you know, when he talked about you know, no, I'm gonna take your cornbread or, or something yeah. like that. Like I was just curious. Like there's no way that was one taken out. No, no, no. We had to we had to do those takes a few few times, but. uh you know, I, mean, that, I get angles, but I'm just yeah, like, yeah, but but that's the beauty of of uh, 
movie making. You know, you could do it over and over and over till you get it right. You know, right. and 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 when I was in scenes with Eddie, it's hard not to laugh. I, I, okay, that's. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. He's so good, man. He he hit you with the, the <laughs> Jedi mind trick on you and have you just cracking up, man. You know, and and he's and the thing about Eddie, he's the truth. You know, like 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 right. like like you see the players, you the truth. You know the players. You know uh, uh, Tom Brady, the truth. He's the truth. Right. How much I heard that the, a lot of the movie was ad libbed, like. Like the between the two of you guys, you guys yeah, allow the ad, can you discuss the ad libbing in life between you and Eddie Murphy? <laughs> well, well, it was uh, it it well, well, let me say this: it was a great script, so we had a great script. So the ad libbing that we did do was stuff that I would go off of Eddie if he ad libbed, or he would go off of me if I ad libbed, and that's how we found the magic. You know, we would just make uh make it make what was on the paper a little more uh, uh better than uh than what was there. What what do you remember about you know one of the great comedians of our time and may he rest in peace, you know, Bernie Mac. Oh my my man Bernie. That's my that's my man, man, man Bernie. He he's one of the real ones. Like I said, uh uh I I gotta mention uh None but the truth, you know. He came with the real, you know. He had the swag, and uh, he wasn't afraid of no. <laughs> the VC show. Let's go. All right, people. We're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer: free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesar Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With the powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes hiring all in one place so easy because it takes 10 minutes or less for most small business employers to post a job. According to US Indeed data, Indeed also has a jaw-dropping pool of talent. In fact, three out of four of US online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month according to Comscore. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at indeed.com slash VC show. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash VC show. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, you've had a number of great roles. What would you look back on as some of your most favorite roles that you've had? Blue Streak and National Security. Why? Another great one. Because I got to, 
I got to shape these characters the way I wanted to. I ha- I got to martinize them, you know. Um, other roles that I've played, I playing the characters, but I'm playing the words so much on the page. I didn't in Blue Streak and National Security. I didn't have to be so much on the page. Absolutely. Two other great ones. I For love. sure. And, you know, I think just as we continue to talk about your career, you know, in sports, we say great players make others great. One of the legacies that you have is you've put a number of actors and co- comedians, all of that. You put a number of people on that are famous today. Um, what does that legacy mean to you, especially when you look back on the platform of your show, Martin? It means a lot to me because I'm I'm a child of God and uh, I'm only here to do his work, you know, and my work through my work is to pass it on to the next generation and so that they have better opportunities and they have uh, they they have an opportunity to go from rags to riches and uh, and enjoy their blessings in life, you know, so I'm just a messenger, you know, and uh and I'm just here to lead by example, you know, through my work. Well, how did it make you feel inside having your Martin reunion and having everybody back together? And and I know everywhere you go through the years leading up to this, before this actually came to fruition, people asking you for the show to come back and to do it again. So how did it make you feel inside kind of getting the game to back, back together? Rest in peace to Tommy. I got the opportunity to meet him actually doing a, a, a sitcom for, for the Moesha show back in the day. Uh, so I got a chance to, you know, be blessed by meeting him and, you know, meet how great he is. But for you in, in that group, I, I mean, cause watching it, you can feel the appreciation of everybody being back together, but how did it make you feel personally having the group back together. It made me feel it's I, I was I was in heaven. I, I felt I felt great, you know, just to have us all back together, sit down and reminisce again and just show each other how much we loved each other and show each other and tell the world how much we loved uh working with each other. And uh I, I was just glad I got an opportunity to do that and we got an opportunity to do that and put closure to the show. Now, you know, we didn't want to see closure, but I mean, to see everybody back in the same room again and kind of reminisce and it was just like great to see characters. I mean, obviously all the characters and, you know, the great and funny moments that we still see. Like every, if I'm up late at night, you best believe what I'm watching, you know, <laughs> at, at night and to kind of see <laughs> and to see the, 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 the love and, and just how all of you guys work well together. That's which made a beyond a classic. I mean, that's just an iconic show and congratulations. Again thank you. Thank you. To what that movie has done to, for all of us, you know, it doesn't matter, you, you know, what color you are, <laughs> black, white, or other, otherwise Martin, the Martin show has done one yeah. for us. You know, we, it's referenced every day. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes when you hit that big, it's hard to actually like, transition out of that everybody sees you in that way you know and puts you in this box almost as crazy that level of success can put you in a box but you know what are the keys to transitioning out of transitioning because you've had a number of roles that 
you still were able to make it yours and you still had funny moments, but you also showed the depth of your abilities to be more serious as well. Yes, yes, yes. That And that's something that I, um, I thank God I'm able to do, you know, because I'm not just all about comedy. I just I just felt I finished a film called Mind Cage with John Malkovich and uh and Melissa Roxborough and um and uh it's it's a, it's a like a suspense thriller and uh yeah so I'm not funny in this movie at all you know and uh I, but I think you'll enjoy it it's 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 totally different from what I've ever done it's the worst I've ever looked on film on camera I, I'm I, I got fat for the role and everything and I was just trying some method acting. I want, I want, some, <laughs> I want some details, like, because we were going to ask you about my age. What was it like preparing for a more dramatic role? And sure, what was it like, you know, plumping up for it, too? I don't know. <laughs> well, well, well the, plumping up, the plumping up part was good because I could eat what I wanted. <laughs> that, 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 that's easy. That's easy. But it just, it just getting prepared for it. I had to work with a coach. Because you know he made me see the script from a different different angle uh and uh, and the, and how to um transition from sitcom television comedies that I do to 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 change that and go totally into drama and that's a big transition you have to make if if you're trying to do both of them so um he just showed me how I could do it and and the right way to do it. I'm going to take this and kind of take it back to the NBA because there has been some coaching drama uh, in the NBA. And I'm well, that, that, and we talk sports on here, buddy. I mean, we, you, you're great. <laughs> you're the man, but we talk sports on here too. And you're going to join us. <laughs> and, and join in. And I'm, I'm going to start with Vince because the topic is, you know, bigger than just sports. So essentially, Atlanta Hawks, the situation between their star, Trey Young, and Nate McMillan, their head coach, is that clearly there's something brewing there between the two of them. Most recently, Trey had a sore shoulder. He chose not to participate in the shoot-arounds and the, and the workouts leading into a game. Coach didn't like it, and it was leaked to the media. It came out in reports that essentially Coach gave him an ultimatum, like either um, – we have the game. You didn't do the things that it takes to be a starter in the game. You can show up and come off the bench or don't play at all. And Trey didn't like the situation, apparently, and did not play. And he did not play. And obviously, that's a huge deal. And yeah. so, Vince, I'm going to start with you. And most recently, there was a reporter who was kind of coming at Trey hot. And there's a debate on should the reporter have backed off. But, you know, the reporter in, at Media Hat here has a right to respectfully ask the question, but Trey basically was like, mm -hmm. he, the reporter asked why he wasn't there to support his team in a game when he was physically healthy to, even to just be on the bench or to come off the bench, he chose not to, was that bad leadership? And Trey turned to the reporter and said, you know, to the effect of you're on the outside and you don't know really what happened on the inside and this should stay in inside matters. Mm -hmm. And uh, Vince, this is your yeah, and, team. This is your area in Atlanta. Break it down. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a lot to, to 
to unfold there. And, and Martin, I'd love to hear what you, you think about it and, and everything. Um, I've been around Trey for a long time. You know, I've been in this game a long time. And, you know, it's it's old school mentality of, of, of Nate McMillan and, 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 and it obviously the new the new generation as well. And the one thing I would say to Trey outside of all of this is, you, you, you know, be, be professional. Remember, you're the superstar and, and you're, you're the star player. And sometimes they look for you for guidance. And sometimes, you know, people outside and internally, they look at you to see how you handle some situations. And that, if, if it's kind of handled wrong, yes, it should, it, 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 it became public or whatever, but you got to, you know, as, as the star player and just as being a basketball player professionally, you got to handle some of these situations correctly. I mean, you know, we've heard some people like, oh man, he's Trey, he could do, nah, it doesn't, it, it, yeah, I hear you, but it depends on what you're trying to get out of this situation. You just want to be the man yourself, cool. But when the star players is coming to practice, and like I said, I don't know if he got there five minutes later or whatever. That conversation should have happened before a hey, coach. I know your rule. I'm just letting you know. Hey, it's, are you cool with me going back here in, in the training room and have and getting treatment instead of walking through or whatever? And, and or whatever. Normally, how it's always been my 20 something years, you know, when you get there, you have your treatment. You, when you, if you're hurt, you get there early. Hurt players get there early. That's just what it is. And, and then you kind of sit through, walk through if you can't participate or you get your treatment afterwards. You know, to just come there and just go straight to locker room, not communicate, that's just one of the things that you can't do. Communicate with the coach first and then you deal with the situation because other players are looking at that. And then now if you choose not to play, they said that he called some of the guys and, you know, discussed it, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking as if I'm on this team. I'm talking when he if he calls to talk to me. I, you know, I, this is something I would say to Trey today. It's like, hey, bro. Okay, even if you don't show up to play the game, go in the back. Go, come in the back. Support your team. Just show them you you give a damn. If you, you know what I'm saying, like I, I'm still rocking with you because they rock with you as a superstar. Uh, Martin, I'll give you the floor. And and you know what are your thoughts on on this situation? And you know how you think he should have handled it or the organization because. I'm going to say this last thing. The coaches have to be careful because the vo- your, how this situation is it, public, so it is what it is, but how it's handled matters. And I, and I mean that because as a coach, if you handle this one particular way with him and not the others, and I know people say, oh, he's a superstar. He should get a little leeway. Okay, but there's some things that can become detrimental to your team. And when you handle this like this and you don't kind of reprimand him, in some sort and you go hard on everybody else coaches lose their power as they're in their voice in the locker room and then vice versa as the star player now when you want to when you want to use your voice you want to go in your locker room maybe at halftime before the game give a rah-rah speech or hey what we're doing and you lose your voice in that locker room that's a terrible feeling being a superstar and losing that so i think you have to be aware of these situations and you know and i don't know that young guys today think about that sometimes because you know it's a lot going on but that is a a, a sticky subject that they i think the organization as well as trade the player has to be aware of because you want your guys to always rally behind you and support you yeah go for it what you got man yeah i i agree with what you're saying i mean trey's a leader he's the leader of that team you know so um you know, anything uh, that, that he got going on with the coach, you know, that's up to them to work that out and everything. And uh, But I can tell you one thing, 
if it comes down to, you know, them not being able to work it out and somebody's got to go, they're going to get rid of it. Okay. Of you know, they're going to get rid of it. That's how it goes. That's yeah. how it goes. That's yeah, how it goes. and you I know. feel like um, I heard it, there was a saying, from a distance, when two people are arguing, you can't tell who the idiot is. You can't tell who the wrong person is. And so it's a it's a tough situation for both of them. Martin, I absolutely feel you in that, look, okay. When you're, if you can't get along with the superstar, this is a player's league. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the seat and the heat of that seat of the coach. However, I also think this is a, 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 a interesting situation for Trey to be thoughtful in how he handles it because there were reports that his relationship with Lloyd might have been a, uh, the previous coach, Coach Pierce, might have been a, a little bit rocky as well. And you don't want to become to get a reputation of, Oh, here's a star that is um, hard to deal with. And for the most part, when you're around Trey, I mean, he's just, you know, from what I've seen in my interactions with him, just smiley, sweet, a family guy, so nice. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, I, I, I see, I see that in him too. I don't, I don't see him as, as this problem child. I don't, I don't see him as that guy. I, I see him as a guy that wants to succeed and wants to do it by any means necessary. And wants to get the respect he he deserves, and uh, I I don't think he wants to be disrespectful to the coach or his teammates and things like that, you know. And this is a teachable, learnable, learning moment for him, everyone, you know, in that organization. And and I'm gonna say this: the one thing that, you know, like when you say he, star player and the coaches, you know, can can be on the hot seat. Yes. In, in in the beginning of the year, Roz, like you know, like every every team before the season, the coach implements. His offense, how are we gonna play defense? Here's our team rules. Here how here's how shoot around works. Here's how we meet for the bus and all these things. Those things are already in place. So it's not like it's a new rule. Like this was his rule, and you kind of understand it. So I'm like, okay, that's this your rule? Cool. I don't agree with it. Cool. So let me just get this out the way. Hey, coach, I'm here early. Hey man, my shoulder bothered me, brother. I'm I'm here to talk to you. Can I go get this treatment? What's you know, and then you kind of handle it like that. But it's like when the coach is like, okay, where's my starting point guard? Oh, he's in the back. Hey, are you going to do this? Well, here's our rule. You're going to either sit or not show up. You know, so that's 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 my only thing to that. You know, like I said, there's pro- there's more details to it. It's just I hope that they can, they can figure this out because here's the scary thing about this, and that we can move forward. You don't want to get in a situation where <clears throat> people are making, you know, buttoned into their business. Like you said, they're trying to keep it internal. Now Trey's not there, and they're seeing wins, and then they're trying to pit players. You pit your locker room. Your locker room st- starts to separate because you're hearing people like, oh, they want they beat the Denver Nuggets without Trey Young. You yeah. Know? And you don't want people to say, you don't want them to, you know, you, you just want to keep it because they're a very good team together. He and DeJounte Murray, I think they can be a version of Dame Lillard and C.J. McCullough 2.0. I think that, that they're that good together. If they, you know, so you just gotta, they just gotta hold it down and. Oh, you know, Vince, figure this how thing about out. Dejounte Murray and Trey Young could be a version of Martin Lawrence and Will Smith in Bad Boys? How about that? Come on, transition. <laughs> 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 you like that, Martin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you think? Who do you think is the equivalent? Because you've I had, I would say, there's two super recognizable duos you've been a part of. We mentioned. In life and boomerang, 
yourself and Eddie Murphy. So, so let's start there. Like what two basketball players would you compare yourself and Eddie Murphy working together with? Uh, LeBron and AD. Ooh, okay. Cause they won a chip together. You know? are, are you willing to say who's LeBron yeah, yeah. and who's AD? <laughs> uh, uh, I would say uh, you which character's AD? Well, since Will's taller, I would make him AD, and I would be LeBron. Okay, so so we're gonna go Will Smith <laughs> and you. So Will Smith oh would God. be AD. You'll be LeBron, and then what would Eddie Murphy be? <laughs> Eddie Murphy. So she, now she, she's saying you and you and Eddie as a duo. Okay. Well, we as a duo. Okay. Uh, in in what movie? For for you and uh. uh I mean I mean ooh, I mean I mean ooh. I mean for what I mean for what team for what team? Oh, okay. So are we talking are we talking Eddie and you right now or Will and you? Any team. Yeah. Eddie. No, she's about he's about, he's about he, he he and Eddie. Any team. Any duo. It don't even gotta be a duo. It just oh, gotta be two oh, top I, players. Shoot, it could be LeBron and, and MJ. I, okay, I, I I would have to say for Eddie, I'd have to say Magic and Kareem. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh that hits. You going with the okay. more old school legends there? Okay, and then for you and Will, how would you do that? Uh. Will would be Kareem and I would be Eddie. I mean, and I would be uh, Magic. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, we didn't touch on your relationship with Will Smith. And as we round out the interview, we'd love to talk about that. Because watching you guys on, you know, Bad Boys has been incredible to watch the journey. Um, which has been your favorite? And how do you think the relationship and the series has grown? Uh, which has been my favorite. It's hard to say which is my favorite. I might have to say, uh, even though uh, Bad Boys for Life number three grossed the most money, I might have to say my favorite one was probably between number two or one. I would probably say say one or two, maybe two, maybe two. Oh. But... um. But I, but but it's it, then it's neck and neck. It's neck <laughs> what neck. was the relationship like working together through the movie, uh, and how was it different, perhaps, than that with, you know, other other situations you've been in? What makes Will stand out as a partner in a movie? Well, what makes Will stand out as a partner is that uh, he's he's very conscious. Mm -hmm. He's very uh, he's very focused. He's very. Uh, he comes to get the work done. He's very attentive. You know, um, he's very smart. Um, he's very good at what he does, you know, his craft. And uh, and uh, he's just a special person to be around, and you can learn a lot from him when you're around him. What What did you learn? Now, is ahead, he a guy that... Yeah, that's what I say. Is he a guy like what? Do you, like, is he a guy that sometimes he's more ad lib or he's like, "This is what you're gonna give me, and I'm gonna play the hell out of this role, and you follow me." And stick no, with me. what kind no. of what's his approach? Yeah. No, no, we don't do that. We just we go over whatever the lines are that we have on the paper or whatever, 
we'll chop it up, we'll read it a little bit, and then we might start playing with it, playing with it yeah. before we take it to camera. You know, we'll read it amongst gotcha. each other. We'll read it amongst each other. And then he may say, he may say something, and then I'll come back to something. Then we'll go, okay, yeah, we're going to use that. We're going to use that. When I was growing up, right, right. I remember there was a whole slate of shows that I liked to watch. And that included Martin. It also included the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And, you know, that's 20 years ago. That's, that's 15. I don't even know how many years ago. But the times were different. What was it like then to see two young black men having their own successful sitcoms take over America? And were you aware of Will at the time? Did y'all know each other? Or was it just kind of separate? Oh, yeah. No, I was aware of him. I was aware of him. I, I knew he was on the other side of town doing his thing. And while I was over there, you know, we were on, on the other side of town doing our thing. So it was, it, it actually, it was, it was the best moment in one, one of the best moments in time for us because, you know, we, uh, we were hot shows and everybody wanted to come visit us and see the shows and hang out there. And, and we, we were loved. Mm -hmm. We were loved. You felt that love. And, you know, Will is a legend, period. But when you saw the beef that came about from two of your comedic brothers come up on stage, obviously, between him and Chris Walk, what's your response and, and, and how do you feel now that we've all had time to just grow and step away from it and move forward? What's just your reaction to all of that as you assess that? Well, it it hurt me, you know, to see that that happen, you know, because I know both of them, both of them are my brothers, and I, and when it happened, I, you know, I text both of them after it happened, you know, just to see how they were doing, and everything. But uh, you know, it was just an unfortunate situation, and uh, you know, Will Will wasn't in in his in the right space that night, and Chris Rock didn't didn't deserve that. So it was just such an unfortunate situation. Well, and to follow that, I, I, I saw a comment you made, you know, of course, everybody asking about, obviously, bad boys. And you said, you know, it doesn't affect, you know, you, he's your brother, Will, that is. And, you know, you plan on potentially doing a bad boy and bad boys again, potentially, and or you will work with him. You know, and I thought it was pretty cool you showing your support and still understanding, yeah, he made a mistake. He was in his, his, his own, you know, he, he, he was wrong. He recognized it, and you, he still had the support of people because at the end of the day, he needed some love from his friends to kind of get him out of the dark place that he was in. Yeah, and, and I thought it was a the, dope moment. The thing is, they both needed the love. They both needed the love. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, for sure. And, 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 and um, you know, it's just like brothers fighting, and you don't want to see your brother fighting and stuff. You know, but Chris Rock didn't deserve that at all. You know, and so, you know, like I said, it just an unfortunate situation. And we we got to we got to be more conscious of uh, how we treat each other and, and the respect that we have for each other as as black men and black women, you know, because uh, we are all we have. We are all we have. And, uh, you know, to 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 keep to push forward in this life, we need each other. We need each other's strength. We need each other's wisdom, and we need each other's blessings. So, you know, that that's how we have to move in life. That is such 
a yeah. beautiful message. And I also think there's that's a perfect way to end. Before we okay. close, I'm gonna ask it, Rob. Before for you it. go further, nope, nope. I knew you're gonna say that. Nope, nope. Oh. Bad boys four. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> that's all I want to say. That's all. Because <laughs> see, Roz, Roz was like, yeah, you know, we, thank you. For, for, no, no. Like, hey, it, we need to see, like, I, I, I just think, like you just said, like, I, I think the, the, the chemistry you guys have on camera, what your, your, your relationship, obviously off camera, but on camera does for people is great. And I hope you guys have a, you know, as many of these as you can. But I got it. It's like they're trying to do all the rush hours. But, but I <laughs> got as many as you can. But I got to say, you know, they 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 still uh, uh, tying up the final pieces. So it's not it's not. Uh, no, no, for sure. It's not uh, confirmed yet. Right, right. But that it's just hey, at least you're saying this is going to happen when they get when we get everything confirmed. Yeah, that's that's step in the right direction. Thank yeah, you, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no man i'll say this man we appreciate you man uh you know taking the time and and you know you're like i said you're a legend you deserve the flowers and and and, and the thank yous and everything that you've done and i, I know you're just a brother trying to make it and do what's <laughs> ross got the flowers for you right there <laughs> but thank no, you. i mean you know, uh, thank you, you. you, you yeah, but you're a friend, and you know we, it's always just we just cordially. But like, I, I, you know, when I get the opportunity, you know, outside of just legendary, but like you are appreciated for, you know, your messages that you 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 know you put in your work, whether it's film or or, or, or comedy. You're a legend. You know, it's always a pleasure talking with you. I mean, like, Roz, I get a text out of the blue from this guy just checking up on me. You know what I'm saying? Like him, you know, and, and it's a it's a great feeling for like I mean, because it's it's he's holding true to what he's saying. Like we have to support each other, check on each other. Like it's needed. And you who are Martin Lawrence, a, a true legend, you do that for me. Like it's just you know what I'm saying, and I appreciate you and you know, I make sure with what man, I make sure I hit you back, man. You good, man, and it's cause it's a, it's this love of brothers looking out and, and supporting and, and taking care of and making sure we're good because with what the world looks like today, we need that. You know what I'm saying? We need that. So most definitely, you, most I definitely. You I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Roz. Thank you.